Welcome to the Higher Self Podcast. My name is Pete Gilfillan, and I'm here with my business partner, Nat Truett. We're all about helping people become business owners or just become better business people. Good morning, Nat. Good morning, Pete. What we got going today? Oh, man. You know, I, I, I got a little bit of a rant, right? So I'm usually super pumped up about something. I got to tell you, I'm worked up today. <laughs> um. I can't even I can't even venture a guess. What are we all right, all right. About? So so we're now into 2022, and you know I got a couple kids in college. Yes. So my daughter goes to college, and they go back, but because of this low, you know, the latest variant of this COVID-19 stuff, they lock the school down. Right. So what does that mean for a college student? So she has to go back, and she has to basically do online classes. So she has to stay in her dorm room with her roommate. Okay and meals she can't go eat in the cafeteria right or anything else like that they have to go get a box and bring it back to their room right so you so you have to eat in your room you have to do your classes in your room and you know like you have the study lounges uh at the end of your hall where you can study they right. have those locked they have all the furniture out of them the engineering building she's an engineering they've turned off the wi-fi so they can't even go into the engineering building right they have this thing locked down so you can't do anything right so my sister, or excuse me, my daughter calls me crying the other day. I go, what's going on? She, well, she's going nuts, right? She's locked down. She can't do anything. They, they're, they're not allowed to do anything except she sends me a picture. They have basketball games, right? At the university, at right. the university, this one that's locked down. She can't leave her room at the basketball game. They're playing the game. All the people are sitting right next to each other, no mass and they basically don't, uh, they, they're eating concessions. <laughs> so, so, so I, I'm paying now $40,000 a year. And my daughter calls me and says, Hey, listen, this, this isn't fair. What, what do you do in that situation? I, I don't know. I guess you could ask her if she wanted to come home and, and be imprisoned in her bedroom at the, at your house. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that, that would probably be an easy no, but but I think, you know, that's not fair. Why, why would you lock down everything where you, you can't be in a study room? You can't go to the workout facility. They've limited the number of people in the workout facility, but you can go sit next to somebody in a basketball game that has yeah. no mask that's eating a hot dog. I, I guess you could uh, have basketball 24-7 and take your homework over there. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, right? But, you know, sometimes money has something to play. I'm sure they've got TV rights or, or something or the tickets yeah. to get in. But, uh, you know, it's it's very interesting to see how things uh, happen here. And uh, so we might have to write a little letter on that one. So I'm worked up today. So I don't so blame you. Yeah. So today what I'd like to do is we oftentimes get questions from our listeners. And so I'm going to have Sean grab the out of the mailbag or the question bag and, and give us a question that listeners want to know. And we'll we'll see if we can't uh, address that question. Sound like a plan? All right. Yeah. Let's All right. Let's, let's do it. Sean, what's our question? This uh, the question came up is what are some of the top reasons that franchisees end up failing in their business? Great question. You know, uh, when you think about this question, it's it's very interesting because you can have two executives invest in the same franchise, and they can have dramatic uh, differences in terms of performance. Right? Like they could be uh, they could run and build a three million dollar uh, business, or they could do it so they they're they're terrible and they end up having to sell. Right? So so what are some of the reasons, Nat? As we think about this in terms of how two people, same corporate executives run big businesses, all that kind of stuff, 
They can invest in the same franchise and they can have dramatically different uh, performance results. Give me, give me one example of something that, you know, separates somebody from a top performance and somebody struggling. Yeah, well, I can kind of just share with you my own personal experience in senior care. You know, I bought a senior care franchise in uh, 2001 in Chicago, and we had senior care was new, so it was up and coming back then. So we had about 18 owners all started at the same time, and it was kind of interesting because, to the, your exact point or to the question, the um, some people just kind of really took off and did well, and some really did not do well, and so I think a lot of it kind of goes back to the fit. And so whether or not the owner is willing to do the activity it takes to be successful. Um, so for example, with senior care, I always call that kind of that run for mayor type of business. So you're like kissing baby, kissing babies and shaking hands, you know, 30, 40 hours a week as you're kind of building your personal network to get referrals. Um, so some guys, you know, are just kind of more like the run for mayor type of guys and other guys are kind of the more, I want to stay in the basement and be on my computer behind the scenes. And so in that case, the guys that were out building the relationships were growing and the guys that were sitting in the basement were really struggling. Yeah. Um, so so is that fit, really about picking the right, it's almost like marriage, right? It's, it's picking the right partner um, that kind of aligns with what you're comfortable with. Right. Exactly. So, okay. Yeah, and I take it, I take it a little bit further than that. Right. So one of the things that I think about is this working hard, Right. Mm -hmm. So many people, they start a franchise and they think because there's systems, processes, and procedures and support that they don't have to work very hard. And I think that's the furthest thing from the truth. I mean, you got to get in there. And to your point, if you got an in-home care business, you got to run from air, you got to be out shaking hands. You got to be working hard to get it going. And if you're not willing to put that time in then or that hard work, um, and certainly we, we deal with a lot of executives semi-absentee, but you still have to work hard to get it off the ground. Yeah. And that kind of like ties into following the system, right? So bottom line is, you know, the benefit of a franchise is there should be, you know, whether it's 10 other successful, you know, if it's a newer system, there might be 10 uh, owners or locations up and running, or there might be a hundred or more established, there might be 400. But in order to be successful, you know, you have to go figure out what other people before you have done to be successful, follow that system. And I can pretty much tell you it's all working hard is always going to be, you know, a big, huge part of that. And the, uh, my example of the senior care, you know, for myself, I'm not naturally really wanting to go out and run for mayor, but then I figured out like, oh man, I'm going to have to do this to be successful. So that was kind of <clears throat> my, um, you know, I had to work hard to do that. And sometimes you have to go outside your comfort zone to do that. Yeah. Well, and I always tell people when we launch a business, it's like when you fly in a plane, right? They have all the cargo and the bags, luggage in the bottom, and they have all the people. It takes <laughs> a lot of power for that plane to get off the, the tarmac, right? And yes. I'm told once you get to a certain altitude, they actually can pull back the power. It's not any different with the business. Uh, for instance, I placed somebody in a franchise one time, they got going, and they decided that they'd rather spend the afternoons in the park playing <laughs> with, with their kids, right? You know, like, well, you know, you got to put the, you got to put the work in, but I think you had a interesting point. I think a second one is following the system, right? You can have the greatest system in the world, but if you don't follow it, then mm -hmm. you, you, you're not, you're not taking advantage of uh, what you paid for, but more importantly, you're reducing your chances of success. Yeah. You're making it, you know, it's going to take a lot longer. I know you're a competitive kind of guy, so I'm sure the first thing you do is you get in, you find out what the top, you know, one, two, three guys are doing. How'd you do this? I'm going to beat you. 
you know, make a little race. Hey, you want to put, you know, a little friendly wager on this. I'm going to be number one in the shortest amount of time ever. Um, so yeah, figure out what the, figure out what the top 10% are doing and go do that. That's yeah. my advice. Follow the system. Absolutely. You know, I, I put an executive in a window washing franchise mm-hmm. and this guy had run a division of a company. So he starts out this window washing franchise and he, he's not very good. The business is doing terrible, right? So the franchisor calls him and said, what are, you, what are you doing? He goes, hey, listen, I know business. Man, I've run a division of the company. And they say, hey, we know you know business. Just follow the system. All you have to right. do is follow the system, right? Don't reinvent the wheel. We know you're really smart. You got all this business. Just follow the system. Guy starts following the system, and now he's in the top percentage of the network, right? Yeah. I mean, just he's a top performer. All you have to do is follow the system. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't make the system better. I mean, I know when you were in Comfort Keepers, you probably took the system, followed it, but you also did your things that made it better. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that, but I, I'd like to think that, but I don't know. I think the other thing too is just being accountable. Like, you know, kind of like what I was saying before, you could have like an accountability group um, or mentor group. A lot of times, you know, you're graduating training class. So you have a little accountability group and, you know, you guys kind of can work together and, hey, are you doing like the, the KPIs? Or, you know, are you having this many meetings or, you know, tracking all your conversions and everything like that? Well, and I think that's right. I mean, I think as entrepreneurs, by the nature of this, this accountability, right, you you have to take ownership because there are going to be problems and we can't, in today's world where it's always somebody else's fault, we have problems. Bottom line is there's you're going to have speed bumps. You're going to have things and you got to be accountable. Hey, I've got to figure it out. It's 100% on me. Uh, no excuses. I've just got to solve that that problem. Well, I was just giving you, I was just telling you the other day about some, you know, one of my problems, which was a good problem to have, was I had been using an ACH, which is the automatic check draft um, provider for the last seven years, and the business has been growing. And so they just, all of a sudden I got some errors and I look, look in there and it was like, I had reached my daily max. So I'm like, oh crap, this is a really big problem because I need to be able to invoice and collect payments, right? Yeah. So it's like I had to go solve that problem. And you can imagine that was my, <laughs> my number right. one priority until I got that fired out. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you have to, you know, you're going to have those things. You got to stay on top of everything. And, you know, the buck stops here literally when you, you own your own business. Yeah, absolutely. You have to just, I, I like the story of Anthony Robbins, right? And and I, I think I told you this. I'm Anthony Robbins. I've been to a bunch of his events live. And his business model is taking 4,000, 4, 8,000, 10,000 people, putting them into a large convention center and changing their lives, right? I mean, that's what he transforms lives. And when this pandemic started, what happened? He, basically, the whole country, country, the whole world shut down. So he could not take 8,000 people and put them into a stadium unless he's at the university where my daughter's going. And anyways, <laughs> um, so so his business is shut down. And instead of saying, hey, listen, I'm going to wait for this COVID-19 stuff to end, he goes out and figures out, okay, how do I do this? So he goes and creates this huge production studio. It's got 1,500 monitors in the back, 1,500 monitors in the back, um, you know, just all these monitors. And he basically sets it up with Zoom so he can take 50,000 people and he can put them on a Zoom session, right? That's crazy. And I'm, and I'm sitting on this uh, this virtual um, Unleash Your Power Within event, and I've been to personal ones, but this was an online one. And I think I'm sitting there going, holy cow, he's taken a problem. His business is shut down. All of a sudden now, instead of having 8,000 people, he's got 50,000 people. Mm-hmm. And so he's 4 x his business, taking a problem and he 4 x his business. It's absolutely amazing to me. 
Yeah, when uh, life gives you lemons, you got to make lemonade out of it, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things that that we see, uh, the difference between being successful and not successful, is your ability to lead. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about, we were just, I was just watching some football games, right? And uh, it's crazy, right, how you can have two teams that are very talented. One team, the leadership steps up during the game. And, it, totally. you know, in the other team by, by the numbers should win. I'm not saying the Dallas Cowboys or anything should have won that game based on talent, but, but you, you look at their top three players. They did not step up in lead yeah. uh, during that game. They all had very mediocre performance. And, and I think that's why they lost. So are the, you, uh, are the Cowboys your team? Uh, what growing up, they were, uh, from a standpoint, How about now. The last 26 years, they're, they're a little on a dry streak. So, yeah. <laughs> that point. but you know, that, but that's a difference, right? Is, is you, you as the business owner have to step up and lead. And if you don't, your odds of success, I think are diminished. Totally. Yeah. The, the building a team and being a leader is really important. I think like, fortunately, most of the guys that I've worked with over the years, that is kind of one of their strengths. Um, they're good team, team builders and, and leaders. And, um, I think that really helps you grow a bigger business. Um, you have to kind of see the bigger picture. You can't, you know, you have to have people helping you do things. You have to be able to delegate. Um, if you try to do it all yourself, it just ends up being a glorified job. So, yeah. I mean, it really is important to be able to kind of build a team and let people focus where their strengths are. Um, and that way you can focus where your strength is. Yeah. You're a big fan of the book Traction, right? I oh, mean- yeah. Yeah, I've got it right here, actually. Yeah, I'll hold right. it up for the, everybody listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Traction, yeah, absolutely, right? <laughs> but you know, that's a book about getting the right person in the right position with the right responsibilities, and yeah. and that's that's what leadership is all about. And, it is and, interesting you know, that um, you know when I think about like the franchise um, su- supporting their franchisees or the parent company. Actually, a lot of them really have been talking a lot more about traction or the last few years. I, I, you know, I know when we talked to some of the um, franchise developers or the development team or support team at some of these corporate franchise corporate locations, you know, they're saying, you know, they'll say we implement traction, which I think is so smart because, you know, it really does help you, you know, get your arms around what everybody needs to be doing every day. Yeah, no, I, I know one franchiser, they actually give the book and they use that EOS uh, yeah. uh, system uh, to, to do that. So absolutely. You know, one of the things, the reason why we invest in a franchise is because you've got a business partner, right? Yes. And that business partner helps you through. And we think about the last 24 months of this COVID-19, right? Is It's been a crazy time for business owners and having a franchise partner to kind of help you with the support to navigate through this, how to switch your technology so you can do a virtual estimate versus a, a in-person one. That's the stuff in what I find is that sometimes people are too proud to leverage the support from a franchise system. Yeah, when you talk about like back to the original question of like what makes some people, you know, fail or what makes more some people more successful, I do really think following the system. Um, and then also like um, kind of that mind share or, you know, working together with the other franchise owners. Um, you know, if you, if you isolate, if you just isolate and kind of go do your own thing, I think there's a pretty good chance they're not going to be as successful. Um, I've seen that firsthand with a lot of owners over the years. 
Yeah. Well, I always tell people like if, if you're struggling, pick up the phone, call the franchisor. That's why you become a franchisee, right? So if, if for example, you're out there giving estimates and your closing rate estimate to job uh, uh, or deal is lower than what the industry or the franchise averages, then the system average, then go ask for help to figure it out, dial it in. That's really one of the best things about franchising that I love. It's, you know, it's just math. At yeah. some at some point, it's just math where you know, like this many phone calls turns into this many um, like in home visits, and this many in home visits should turn into this much uh, this many jobs, and average jobs should be this amount. You know, whatever your business is, you know, obviously it, it depends whether if it's a gym, like this many uh, phone inquiries turns into this many tours turns into yeah. this many memberships. It's just it's just math, yeah, and. Like I said a little earlier, you know, being the competitive guy that you are, I'm pretty sure you're going to like always be fighting to be, you know, have the best closing ratio or have the most people coming through for tours or, or whatever. Right. So, I'm going to figure out the math for sure. Right. Figure and, out the math. Yeah. You know, and you are a franchisee. I've been a franchisee. And one of the key things is, is not only do you get the support from the franchisor, but you get the support from the other franchisees. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you're totally. struggling with something, you can call your buddy that owns uh, the same franchise and say, hey, have you seen this? Right. And did were you part of any kind of accountability groups? Yeah, we actually in Chicago, like I said, we had the 18 owners all started kind of at the same time. So we actually would get together monthly and kind of, you know, help each other out. And then we also came up with like a regional marketing co-op. So we co-op all of our money together yeah. and, and buy like regional radio ads and things like that. Right. Um, so there's tons of opportunity. The nice thing with senior, you know, senior care, like I actually really liked that in franchising, you have a territory because then you can, I always think of franchising as being somewhat hyper local. Yeah. So I had my territory with my zip codes and everything else. And if I got somebody for, you know, 10 miles away, I would refer him to the closest um, franchise owner over there. Yeah. Um, so we were able to refer back and forth and we were like hyper local. So our employees, you know, were able to be close to our, our clients or our customers. And then we co-opt our money, you know, with the 800 number to do some yeah. radio advertising. It's just, I, li- I liked it a lot. Right. But there's some franchisees that they don't really kind of get part of the participate in those groups or leverage that whole network. And I, I think it's crazy. I think they're not missing to. out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it reduces their it's chances free. of success, right? <laughs> you know, it, it's very interesting. You can take some very smart people, you can put them into business and you've already kind of alluded to it earlier is that you have to know your numbers, right? Yes. Most franchise systems have uh, dashboards where you can look at all your KPIs, but I mean, you could talk to some people and you can ask them a simple, what's your closing rate on estimates? And, and they go, they don't know that. And that's crazy. Yeah, that's the hobby. Right. I mean, it's just if you don't know your numbers uh, from a standpoint. So we well, always the have thing to- is, when you have your own business, what you're saying is I'm a responsible human. I'm going, you know, the buck stops here. I, I'm going to you know, manage all the details. You know, if you can't do that, then you should just go get a job. That's my yeah. opinion. Yeah. So bottom line is you can take two people, both senior level executives, same kind of background. You can put them in the same franchise system and you can have wildly different performance, right? But we know for sure hard work, you got to follow the system. You got to essentially solve problems, be accountable. You got to lead your teams. You got to leverage all that great support from the franchisor, other franchisees, and you got to know your numbers. Right. And then then, you know, you got a really good chance of being successful. But those are the core things that separate success from failure, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. That was a really good question. 
Yeah, excellent. All right. So uh, I'm going to go write a letter to my daughter's university <laughs> right now. So we'll, we'll call it a day. Uh, but thanks. Thanks for your input today. All right. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to the Hire Yourself podcast. For more resources, check out our website at hireyourself.com. And remember to subscribe to this podcast to receive each episode. Please leave us a rating and we'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions for topics.